episode 47. This is an indeed an exciting episode of the Pottervision podcast, but I'm going to keep it brief up top. If you're enjoying the show, why not leave us a review on whatever platform you listen? Maybe tell a friend. Tell them everything you'd love about the pod. Talk their ear off. If you want to support us even further, go to patreon.com forward slash pottervision and have a look about there. There's exciting bonus content on there that you might like the look of. We're going on tour. You can go to pottervision.com for tour dates. All the information, all the cities we're going to is all there. Anyway, here is episode 47. Howdy doody and welcome to Pottervision, the Pottervision podcast. The podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirby, and this man over here, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and talk about them mm-hmm. for about an hour, maybe more. This week we're on episode 47. Mm. We're on chapter 12, we're next to a constipated man. And it's uh, chapter 12 of book 3. The Patronus. Do you know what's so funny? I've yeah. forgotten what chapter we were doing. I just looked at my notes. And because my scratchy handwriting, I was like, the rat dunes. <laughs> that sounds even better. The rat dunes. But if you'd have literally said then, the rat dunes, I would have gone, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Episode 12 of book three, the rat dunes. <laughs> Tom, how are you? I am smell. Oh, it- it is. It is, is 6.24 in the PM. We've had a day of being out and about, yeah. performing, mm-hmm. and I've just got a whiff of myself, and I didn't like what I smelled. Thank goodness I have a deviated septum, because I cannot smell you. Can you taste me in the air? I can taste something, if it's you. <laughs> My God, boy. It tastes like shit. <laughs> but you're sweaty. We've had a good day. Uh, yesterday, we... Uh, well, last week to people, we were on about a gig that we were going to do at the Fringe. And you yes, were, yes. You were getting me to do a piece of material that I'd only done once before. The, yes. It was the football celebration, but instead of a bit of gymnastics, like a somersault, you get out a ribbon on a stick and you run about with it. I do, I do rhythmic gymnastics. And hey, it went well. It went well. People were happy. Yeah. What, did, what were the faces doing? Because I couldn't see the faces. I was they were stage. smiling. They were cheering. They were whooping away, laughing. It went well. They were happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, you filmed it and as promised, you're going to stick it online, aren't you? <clears throat> He's a good lad. It's been funny here at the Fringe. Yeah. Because um, there's a concentrated amount of young people here. Yes. Uh, and as such, a lot of young people have seen a video of me online where I pretend to be a camping dad. Yes, that's true. And so I've had some people recognise me from that, which has been quite unusual. Mm-hmm. We were seeing a show uh, the other night, weren't we? We were. We started chatting to this woman, and she just thought I was a normal man, didn't she? She did. She thought I was a normal man, and then all of a sudden her da- daughter rocks up and recognises me. <gasps> That's cool. And then also, you were there as well. Yeah. And then the people behind, who they knew as well, the kids recognised me as well. Yeah. And then they asked for a photo, but the woman seemed to forget the point of the photo. Yeah. And it kind of, it was, uh, started off as meant to be a photo of me and this girl who recognised me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it turned into a group photo with yeah. everyone in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got me and then Martina in as well. And there was a group of about 12 people. But they were the nicest people we've ever met on planet Earth. I miss them, I cherish them, and I wish them well. Oh, they were lovely. They were lovely. Mm. Now, I've got a story to tell you, Tom. I'm all ears. I've spread these. And a uh, nose. And a couple of eyes. eyes. Some skin. Uh Teeth. Which are, which are bones, essentially, yes. that come out of the gums of my mouth. They're exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a tongue. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've got a tongue. <laughs> Some tonsils. Look. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> editing this. Please cut all this out. I've got a spine. Yes. I've got two knees. I've got some feet. I've got an anus and a willy. Will you tell me your story already? 
I will now. As you know, I've been on holiday, so I've spread my stories out over two episodes. Uh, we were having a nice barbecue in Poland. in uh, Barbacoa. Barbacoa, yeah, exactly. In uh, Martina's parents' house that they have in Poland. Right? We're having a barbecue. Suddenly, we get a text from Martina's cousin. Right? Martina's cousin is at a party for a wedding. SMS message yeah. about a fiesta. About a fiesta. Right. Now, Martina's cousin's friend is getting married. Now, a Polish wedding is in three parts. There's a nighttime outdoor street party type thing on the first night. Then they have a day off. Then there's the ceremony. And then the next day they have another like party as well. Mm. This is the nighttime fiesta. We go around. Day yeah. one. This is day one, yeah. We turn up late because we weren't invited originally. We've just been called over to join. It's about 10pm. Within half an hour, we've swallowed about 12 shots of vodka because people are putting them in our hands. I am absolutely pissed out of my nuts. Oh, my God. The mother of the bride is pulling me up to dance with her. I'm dancing with the mother of the bride. I don't know who she is. We're having fun. Mm -hmm. Me and Martina were hammered. We walk back. We'd know that it's the few days of the year where if you look into the sky, you can see shooting stars, right? There's about five days in August every year or whatever where you can see shooting stars once every ten minutes. Amazing. We sat in the garden, right? Martina's going, hey, see that one? I'm looking. Oh, missed it, missed it. Five minutes pass. Hey, look at that one. Oh, missed, I missed it again. Look at that one, missed it. She turns to me. I'm looking at the grass. Pissed out of my head. Not looking. You thought you were looking at the sky? Well, I just couldn't look up quick enough when she saw one. <laughs> I weren't even looking up at the sky for stars. I was out of my head. And the following day, I had a hangover all day. And it was horrible, Papa. Did the contents of your stomach exit through your mouth? No, they didn't. I managed to, you know, make that not happen. I drank a bit of water before going to bed, but still had a hangover the next day. Mm. It's because I don't drink anymore, on the rare occasion I do. No, it's not because you don't drink, it's because you drank an excessive amount of alcohol. That's what gave you the hangover, my boy. It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my uh, little story. Beautiful. I loved it. I love you. What a silly boy looking at the grass. If I was there, I would have let you down on the grass, yeah. put some matchsticks under your eyelids yeah. and force you to stare at the sky. Oh, don't like it. Tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. You got a rundown for me, boy? I have got a rundown, not only for you, but for our listeners as well. Chapter 12, The Patronus. Everybody's back after Christmas and Oliver Wood's like, hey, Harry, what's going on? He says, I'm going to get lessons about the Dementors, but my broom has been confiscated. Wood's annoyed. He's going to go talk to McGonagall. It ends up not working. Whatever. Harry is having his lessons with Lupin. Right? Mm-hmm. He's learning how to do the Patronus charm. It's a charm that wards the Dementors away. It's an animal that comes out of your wand mm-hmm. in a wisp and sends them off. But he's finding it very tricky. He keeps remembering these flashbacks. They're getting worse and worse. And actually, he secretly wants to hear them. He Mm. wants to hear Mummy and Daddy. Mm. Can you blame him? So he's a bit in two minds about that, but he's slowly getting better. Anyway, he's up. Going back to the common room after a night with Lupin. And he bumps into McGonagall. He's like, well, Potter, we've done everything we can with the broom. And uh, here you go, you can have it. So he's happy days with the firebolts. He gets back and, you know, Ron and Hermione, they're arguing all the time, but they try and smooth things over. Everything's all right with the firebolt until Mm -mm. Ron's like, what's going on here? There's a load of blood on the floor, no sign of scabbers and a big pile of ginger hair. He thinks, that could be his own, he thinks that Crookshanks has killed scabbers. And that's the end of the Patronus. Mm. What a chapter. What a chapter. I loved it. Oh, it real. Good. It's a shift in tone, this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these, basically, no, the whole book is, but I'm really feeling it at the moment, mm-hmm. you know. We're leaving childhood behind. Especially in the last chapter with Hagrid revealing that he wished death upon himself. Yes. With the Dementors. Mm-hmm. And now Harry constantly hearing the harrowing 
death cries of his parents. Yeah, the whole thing is so, so dark. So we learn about the Dementor's Kiss, which is horrendous in this oh chapter. God, the Dementor's Kiss. They lock their jaw around your mouth and suck out your soul. That one in the movie. <laughs> oh my God. They just went, they just did a bit of like hovering, didn't they, in yeah, the movie? little bubble came out. That's me soul, that bubble. <laughs> hate that. The idea that me, me soul looks like a little mint. Yeah, oh, I hate that. Stop trying to take my mint, I'm still stuck in on it. Ooh, don't take my soul, Imperial. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Ron, no. go on. No, 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 no. You. All right. Ron and Hermione, they're not getting on. And she's taking solace in the library. And can I take this opportunity to say, God bless school libraries. They are a haven for kids who don't necessarily fit into cliques. Yeah. If you're not a jock, if you're not a cheerleader, if you're not naughty boy... Mm. Get in the library. They really were. I remember in high school, year seven and eight, hanging out in the library a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go in there. I said nothing to do. I just yeah. sit there, hang about, yeah. at, don't, pretend to read a book. Might as well just read, read it. Happy days. Yeah. I never did a bit of homework at home because I always used to do it in the library. Clever boy. And then I'd have so much free time at home to do whatever I wanted because I'd done it all at school. Oh, my God. Oh. Never done anything in my life. No. We used to have kids who do the homework on the bus. But like, bloody hell, why is the handwriting like this? Speed bumps. Yeah. <laughs> what? How fast was he going? <laughs> They're there doing a bloody essay on the bus. How can you manage that? But yeah, it's from the library. Yeah, definitely. There's a calmness to a library. I, I remember any time I'm at the fringe, and it's lovely this time round because it's a lot quieter. You walk around the streets, it's not so manic where everybody's everywhere. Yes. But in times gone by, when it's been so packed, I've Times loved... gone by! But I don't know what that song is. Um, I'd love to go to the library in the middle of the fringe yeah, and yeah. just have some solitude and some peace away from the hustle and bustle oh. of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It was lovely. Fascinating. My much more family-friendly story about a library, somebody saying something. This is a second-hand account. I had a friend who was doing tuition in a library mm. in school. And he overheard a kid. A kid was sat in the library. A friend walked past him. And he went, hey, I saw you then in my profiterole vision. That's funny. Yeah. What a clever little boy. I might have that. I think he got it wrong. He thought he was... Same peripheral. Do you reckon you said it to be funny? Because that is a very humorous thing that I'm going to start using. You start using it, but I think it was a mistake from this little kid. The boys are angry at Hermione. Yeah. They're icing her out. And in a way, it's a form of abuse. Yes. Because they know that she has no other friends. Yes. And so they're isolating her completely. They've got each other. Yeah. She's got no one. Yeah. And it's a really heartbreaking thing to do. Well, and also, it's the thing like, fair enough, be angry at her for a day or something. But this happened on Christmas Day. And it's going, oh, January eked into February. Think, bloody hell! Holding a grudge for two months. I know, over a girl, she did something right. And it's not even as if they didn't get it back back in time for Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. They got the broom back in time for Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. So for just for doing the right thing. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's sick. Sick. It's funny, we, the word haughtily came up in this chapter. Oh, yeah. It said, Hermione said haughtily. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we recorded another chapter the other day, Mm. um, of an episode of Double Vision. Yes. And a man's mane of hair was described haughtily. It's like, he had a haughty mane of hair. How can you have a haughty mane of hair? Well, I don't know what... The, like, I'm trying to think what haughty means. It's kind of like above everybody it's like else. It's full of itself, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it means like a big head of hair that's like... How can you have hair that's full of itself? With you, new Pantene Pro-V. You didn't bring your hair with you, did you? <laughs> now, Wood yeah. needs to put his foot down, right? Yeah. And say, Harry... <sighs> We're going... Wood needs to put his foot down and say, Harry, we're getting a new seeker because you don't have a broom and also 
Dementors seem to want to attack you. Yeah. So for the time being, until the Dementors have left the school, mm. we need a new Seeker. And I'm sure there must be someone else. I'm not being funny as well, but surely Harry can borrow a broom from somebody else. Gryffindor are up against Ravenclaw. Are you telling me that none of those lovely Hufflepuffs are going to lend Harry a broom that he can use in that match? I think they would. I you would, they're the nice ones, the awful buffs, why wouldn't they? He damages it, he got his last one blown smithereens. Oh. What do you think of that? Yeah, alright, fair enough. <laughs> but I think they're too nicey-nicey. I'm not saying go and ask the Slytherins, they're never giving him one. It's like me going, oh, can I borrow your phone for a couple of days? What are you doing? I'm going mountain climbing. No then. Yeah, but you, you, yeah, but a phone, you use it all the time, yeah, don't How about you? someone you don't even know? What if JJ Bill came up to you and said, let me borrow your car? Oh, yeah, but that's J.J. Bill, isn't it? Not <laughs> just J.J. Bill. Right. Um, so, Harry has yeah. started his uh, Patronus lessons with oh, Professor yeah. Lupin, right? To make a Patronus appear, you yeah. say, expect to Patronum, while thinking of a very nice memory, yeah. right? This fucking lad is, <laughs> is broom-happy. Yeah. Right. The nicest memory he can think of is getting on a broom. He, what is wrong with it? He instantly forgets, forgets all the intimate moments, yeah. happy moments he's had yeah. with Ron and Hermione yeah. since like arriving at Hogwarts oh, and yeah. wasn't in school. And he first thing goes, we're on a broom! Yeah. Make me happy! I bet you'd be a human being for a second. I know. He thinks about the first time he ever went on a broom. So rather than thinking about all oh, the friends you've made... You saving the life of Ginny Weasley. Yeah. You saving the whole school from what you're thinking about the first time you went on a broom, where actually that was when Malfoy was bullying Neville. <laughs> yeah. So you think, oh, let me think back to that time. Whee! Herbert on the roof. <laughs> Herbert on the roof. That's my happy memory, that. Maybe Longbottom should have given this a squeeze. That way he would have remembered to land on his fat arse. <laughs> What's well, your happy memory, is it, Harry? happy thinking of Neville's fat arse. <laughs> Yeah, blooming neck. It, it is very odd that he doesn't think of, like, lovely moments. What about your time at the borough, feeling part of a family for the first time? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Is, is Harry the only person in Hogwarts getting private lessons? I feel like if I was any other student, I'd be like, why is he getting private Help tuition? He's always given a Hogwarts to those who ask. All right. My name's... Dennis Bum, I'm in year four. Can I please have uh, extra potion lessons, Professor Snape? No. <laughs> hey! Where's the Hogwarts ethos now? You'll do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Snape. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Snape's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So then, Harry faints. Mm-hmm. Tries to do a Patronus and he faints. And all of a sudden, I think I know what Lupin's secret is. Yeah. Man's a chocoholic. Yes. Always giving Hagrid chocolate. He's always eating chocolate, 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 chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man's chocolate mad. Yeah. He's like one of them crazy women in the Maltesers advert. Oh, yeah, they're nuts, them, aren't they? Nuts for chocolate. Pissing about in a movie theatre. <laughs> that was the advert. Shush! <laughs> Stop messing about, blowing Maltesers up in the air and catching them in your mouth. I was trying to watch an opera. And they're pissing about. It annoys me, that advert. Having a laugh in the middle of a show. Do you know how many televisions Lucas Kirkby's been through because that advert... Honestly. He attacks the screen. My foot has been that through that many HD ready tellies, watching mm. them bloody Maltesers women. It drives me mad. Yeah. Chocolate isn't funny. <laughs> Chocolate's serious. <laughs> Harry's having these flashbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's hearing his mother's voice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also... Right. Got me confused. Because in these flashbacks, Voldemort's voice is, like, painted like he's a naughty little witch. Like, <laughs> but high-pitched laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> knew he was going to do it. Naughty, naughty, you'll get caught. I should have prompted him. Sure it weren't peeves that he was uh, killed <laughs> by. There's a lot of things about this that annoy me. The first thing is... Well, tell me, I don't keep it a secret. Harry leaves the Gryffindor Tower at 8pm. 
You're supposed to be there at 8pm. That is when the lesson is, don't leave somewhere at the time you're supposed to arrive. That annoyed me for a start. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all that annoyed me, apparently. I thought there was more, but just that. Mm, very good. He uses a boggart, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Lupin, which I found really interesting. A boggart takes the shape of a dementor. So you test that on it. That yeah. way they don't have to have a dementor in the school. Not only does the boggart take the shape of the dementor, but it has all the dementor's powers. Mm. It ma- it turns the lights off around the room. It makes the room cold. It makes Harry remember, have the flashback of the death of its parents. With that logic, yeah. a, dem- a boggart should take the shape of Lord Voldemort and be able to split its soul further. Yeah. The- is the boggart the most powerful <laughs> creature in the wizarding world? I'd argue yes. Because according to this, anything it takes its shape of, it has its powers as well. It's not just... Because I used to think it was just the image of the Mm. thing that it was. It just looked like something. Mm. But actually, this does everything. Yeah. And and it took... (laughs) And it, you know, it actually takes the Patronus charm to ward it off. You will pretend that you're afraid of butlers. Boggart to clean your house. Aye, that'd be good. (laughs) Just walking past the cupboard it lives in. Oh, I hope a butler doesn't come out soon. <laughs> oh, I hope a boggart doesn't give me a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh because this boggart... Oh. <laughs> Don't stop. This boggart comes from Filch's filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that being your job. Every time you go and reach for a file, you see it the clown. <laughs> but Filch's... Helpless in that scenario. Yeah. Filch is absolutely helpless. Yeah. He's going to be so glad to be rid of that bogger because he has had to face the thing every time he's had to go reach for a file. Mm. Horrendous. And there's nothing that he can do. No. What if... Did you mean the thing is in Adam's family, the thing? No, I meant the thing is in... uh, the show, the thing, uh, the film, the thing, that thing in the North Pole. Oh, it's right. like the head with legs. I thought you meant that, like in Filch's cabinet was that hand. Oh <laughs> yeah, but it'd be something like that, wouldn't it? And it scares him. Oh, it's scary. A severed imagine, hand moving imagine around. Thing choking you. Oh yeah, horrible. Oh, that's not nice, is it? I like it. He likes it, everyone. So. Harry has another one of these flashbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this flashback is different from the others. In what way? Daddy's voice makes an appearance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, it was his mother's, right? Yes. And now he hears his dad saying, Take Harry, Lily. Take him far, far away. I will try and stop Lord Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. It's going further and further back in time. I think ten more goes with this boggart Dementor and he'll be able to listen to five minutes of them watching telly. <laughs> Before Voldemort's even turned up. Hey, they've got Emmerdale on. <laughs> hey, this is nice. Ten years later, he's just doing it all the time. Bloody hell, I've not even been born. Hey, what's going on here? My conception. Come on. It's my conception. Well, it's the cleanest way you could have said that. Exactly. Good boy. Thank you, thank you. Good boy for saying that clean, dirty joke. (laughs) Now, Lupin does something that I'm sick of, right? Yeah. He goes to to Harry. When Harry admits he heard his dad, he goes, you heard James? And Harry asks him, did you know my father? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I was at school with him. Why do all the adults in this book Act nonchalant with Harry about knowing his parents. Yeah. Lupin, you were busy mates with him. Yeah. Why are you acting? Oh, I knew his name. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it then. <laughs> and also, Harry sounds so surprised that people knew his dad. It's like, there's only 40 people in a year at Hogwarts. There aren't that many wizards in the wizarding world. But the Grangers do it, not the Grangers, the Weasleys do it as well to him. So if they're in the Order of Phoenix with um, Harry's parents... Yeah. Why do they never speak about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, when they're meeting him for the first time, be like, yeah. I knew your parents. Yeah. Instead being like, you're Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not how you react to your friend's son. No. But then it's you give also... Them a, you yeah. give them a warm embrace if it was your actual yeah. friend. If you passed on and I met your tot... Yeah. I'd treat it like it was you. I wouldn't be like, you're yeah. the boy who lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's the other way around, though, because Harry's been around these people for two years and he's never asked, oh, you know, who, who was my dad at school with? Did you ever meet him? You think you'd ask, wouldn't you, about your own parents? Mm. He's, like, he's got a photo album full of pictures. Who's he with there? Who's that? All dead. No, not all dead. Oh, that's me. Yeah. That's me in there. It's Hagrid. <laughs> it's Dumbledore. Yeah. Well, instead, they're all talking in riddles. Yeah. Well, your father lent this to me. Did he? Why did my dad lend you a cloak? Well, let's be fair, imagine that. You know, a, a two or three chapters in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone dedicated to telling Harry everything he needs to know. Then for the rest of the seven books, every time something gets revealed, Harry's just like, I know. He's moved the goalposts all the time. Yeah. I know. Mrs Weasley told me that in book two. Harry walks off after fainting again. Oh, being, yeah. Being exhausted with some more, yeah. with some more chocolate. You get a big boy, this boy, isn't he? All this chocolate. He could barely walk. Oh, oh, so much chocolate. He's got swings so low. Looping, why is he off all the time? Maybe diabetes. <laughs> How much bloody chocolate's he eating if he's got that supply in his locker? <laughs> have a, like bloody hell, he has a whole chocolate frog at some point, Harry. He faints, he goes, have a whole chocolate frog, they're enormous. Putting that moving thing in his mouth. <laughs> Whoa! It might, be, it might be a bit gross, that might it? But yeah. into a moving frog. Oh, it's horrible. Because in the film it looks like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it'd just be horrible, I think. It looks squishy, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks squishy and alive. Because it's not going to have like, like an Easter egg, is it? And it's the fact that it's got sentience as well. It's not just the shape of a chocolate frog. If you open it and don't hold on to it, it will run off. And also, right, let's say you're in a sealed room here with a chocolate frog. Yeah. And as Ron says, they've only got about two or three good bounces in them. Yeah. Yeah. So you put a chocolate frog down, flog, frog, frog. Yeah. And it bounces across your floor. Yeah. And then I'm meant to eat it, am I? Yeah, what you're supposed to do is just watch it for two minutes while it, like, dies. Hey, it's got a toenail and a hair on it. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. You put it in the wash, Mum. <laughs> now, what happy memory do you think you would think of? If you had to fight a Dementor, what would you, what would you think of? Ooh, very good question. Thank you. So I think... <clears throat> Um, maybe like coming off stage or something. Yeah. Being on stage, yeah. a great big laugh, a great gig. That was what I, one of the ones I put down, yeah, the buzz of uh, entertaining an audience is always maybe fantastic. Maybe playing with my niece and nephew. Yeah, that was mine as well, meeting them for the first time in hospital. Pleased to meet you, baby. Pleased to meet <laughs> you, baby niece and baby nephew. <laughs> and uh, I think meeting Martin. And baby uncle. Well. <laughs> Might remember that. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard to... I find it hard to, like, go back with memory. Like, I think, oh, I remember that happened, but I think it'd be hard for me to actually concentrate and visualise it. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe something that'd make me laugh. Yeah. You know, like, the time that the lad pushed that lad on a desk, or maybe the time the man spanked you. Um, oh, yeah. I remember that with fondness. Or maybe, you know, just someone pulling a funny face. Hey, that'd be good. Look, someone pulling tongues and waving their hands at you. Hey, that'd get rid of a dementor, that memory. <laughs> um, it's funny, because Harry going on, Quidditch Cup, Quidditch Cup, Quidditch yeah. Cup, Quidditch Cup. Quidditch Cup, Quidditch Cup, Quidditch Cup, that's all he wants. That's all he wants to think about. That's one of his memories. I'll remember about winning the House Cup. That'll be my good memory. A bit shallow you, aren't you, boy? But I took a moment for myself and I said, I suppose the Quidditch Cup is the only thing he has to look forward to, right? Because at the moment, very stressed. Yeah. Dementors are scaring the shit out of him. Yeah. He's hearing screams of his own mother. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently a man is trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by, And he's just focusing on the Quidditch Cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let him... But my God... If Gryffindor don't win the Quidditch Cup in this book after all the bloody fuss that's been made about it, we're actually going to see every match this year. 
We've seen the Hufflepuff match. Next chapter is Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw, and we're going to see the final as well. Yeah. Only if they don't win, um, why have they bloody constant? There's more bit. There's been more about bloody Quidditch in this book than there is in the others combined. I reckon. Yeah. Oof. Hope it pays off. Mm. The next question: What's your Patronus? <clears throat> do you know? I did the Pottermore quiz. Yeah. And it's been said before. But mine is a black swan. Oh, that's nice. Imagine that wrapping its neck around you. Oh, that'd be good. Breaking your arm. Oh, not nice. Breaking your back. Nice. But shall I describe this one for you? Yes, please. Beak. Yeah. Head. Yes. Two eyes. Oh, yeah. Long neck. Mm. Wings. Yeah. Little tail. Yeah. Anus. Yeah. Corkscrew penis. <laughs> Two feet. Lovely. I, uh, I can't remember what mine was. I think it was something like an otter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I see that. <clears throat> can't bloody remember. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a go. Ron yeah. is on the case. He's starting to be a bit suspicious. Yeah. Hermione. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hermione is taking more lessons from everyone. Yes. And it's not making sense how she's at them all. Yes. She's in two places at once. Yeah. Harry, though, is not interested He's so self-absorbed mm-hmm. that he seems to not care at all about the fact that Hermione is clearly time-travelling. Yes. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's the thing, like... But then she's there, struggling <clears throat> over all this homework, getting stressed. Just keep using the time-turner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's there going, oh, getting stressed. I've not got time to do all this. Use the time-turner for your revision as well. Yeah, have a nap. Time-turn back. Do the work. Do the work. Happy days. You'd have to hide somewhere, wouldn't you, so nobody saw you twice. Mm. But, yeah, just do that, why don't you? Good Lord. <clears throat> what you'd have to do is pick two places that people would not be who don't go to. So, for example, the library. That's where all the nerds are, isn't it? Mm. Then, the shopping mall. Mall? People who go to the library are never going to be in the shopping mall. Mall? Oh, you're upsetting me. Americans call it the mall. Yeah. But in the UK, it should be pronounced mal. M-A-L-L. Why should it be mal? Because it's spelled M-A-L-L. Mal. Although hall, I suppose, is pronounced like that, isn't it? How do you spell fall? How do you... Oh, yeah, I suppose I'm tall. You're right, but it should be... It is pronounced mal. Why? No, it's not. But I agree with you now that it shouldn't be. How is it pronounced mal? What is a mal? Like pal mal in... uh... It's two L's. Yeah, in what do you call it? Uh, Monopoly, Pall Mall. It's got two L's. It's not Paul Mall. No, no, Pall Mall, yeah. No, I'll say Paul Mall. Paul Mall? That's like a, a Do- mate. No. Hey, it's Paul Mall. That's like a Star Wars character. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's his name. You never know his first name. I'm Paul Mall. Well, now you'll be known as Darth Mall. Get that spiky hat on and sort them two out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, vote in. We'll do a poll. Or a Paul. Paul. <laughs> and we'll say, how do you pronounce it? Option A, Maul. Option B, Mal. And you click the pronunciation that you agree with. There will be no clicking of the one you disagree with. Yeah. That will make the system, they'll make our results, results flawed. Exactly. Please, listeners, don't muck about. Option A, it'll be M-A-L-L, the Maul version. And option B will be M-A-L-L, the Mal version. So we want you to pick the one that you, you think is right. Very clever. Very clever. What an interesting bit of the podcast. <laughs> That's my favourite bit so far. <laughs> now, Harry is being encouraged to buy a new broom. Oh, yeah, by Woody. You can order one. Yeah. And... Uh, what happens is, someone says, why don't you get a Nimbus 2001, right? <laughs> and he says, I'm not buying anything that Malfoy thinks is good. What? Some things are objectively good for all people. Do you want any yeah. toothpaste, Harry? Has Malfoy got any? Yeah. The no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Harry? Is Malfoy wearing any? Yeah. Then no. <laughs> Harry, before we have sex, do you mind putting on a condom? Did Malfoy put on a condom with you? Yes. Then no. <laughs> How come you're pregnant? <laughs> Malfoy. What? <laughs> I thought you were having sex with Harry. I am. Why Malfoy? 
He wears a condom. What? <laughs> Harry won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. Yeah, he goes, Oliver Woods, hey, get a Nimbus 2001. Malfoy, you know, mm. says it's amazing. Harry's like, insane. Everyone thinks the Nimbus 2001's good. Just because an evil person yeah. likes Twixes doesn't mean you shouldn't have a Twix. Yeah. Twixes are yummy, Harry. Save face and eat a Twix. He gets the broom back. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. He finally gets the broom back. Mm-hmm. Here you are, Harry. Here's the broom back. Um, took a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot of tests. They did a lot of tests. Surely the quickest test would have been to put someone on the broom. Yeah. Or put Harry on the broom. And then just mind him. Because jinxes aren't like... Sentient. No, no, they're not sentient. The broom is just jinxed. What they should have done, yeah, is exactly that. Just get Harry on a broom... Three teachers in the Quidditch field mm. massive, watching him. M- massive net beneath him. Yeah, massive net. Or we guard him Leviosa if he falls off. We know you can do it. Yeah. We've seen it before. Dumbledore did it literally in the last match. Ascensio. Yeah, that's it. Love that. Slows him down. With one hand. Ascensio. <laughs> I start closing. Oh, what's happening? Oh, whose eyes were closing? Dumbledore's. Ascensio. Yeah, so. yeah, what's happening there? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Because you're not viewing it from Harry's perspective, you're viewing it from Dumbledore's. Oh, oh, it's tiring saving a life. Oh, that's the problem with paramedics, always falling asleep in the middle of life saving. Oh, giving you CPR, closing their eyes. Yeah, wake up, wake up. Needs the kiss of life. Oh, but I'm tired, I'm tired. Oh. Yeah, so we find out because he asks Professor Lupin, doesn't he? Oh, my goodness, yeah. He says, Professor Lupin, I love you. Yeah. He says, Professor Lupin... Yeah. Um, tell me what's under the Dementor's hood? Mm-hmm. Professor Lupin says, not many people know, because the only people know have been kissed by Dementors. Yeah. They clamp their jaws around your face and they suck out your dirty little soul. It sounds like the worst thing imaginable. <clears throat> they suck out your soul. I'd like it. <sighs> you would. They suck out your soul and you've got no sense of self. You don't know who you are. You don't have any memories. That does actually sound nice. Just to like, you know, like be like a bit of a uh, like vegetable. Mm. Not have any worries or cares. But then you wouldn't have joy either, would you? You've got to take the rough with the smooth, haven't mm. you? You've got to have the good and the bad. The bad make the good better. The good make the bad worse. Mm. It's life. Es vida. Es vida. He talks about this and Harry does a spit take. Have you ever seen a spit take in real life? Mm-hmm. Where someone drinks some water and they go, spits it out. I've only ever seen it in Watch Innuendo Bingo on Radio 1. Do you believe that the... Because there's a bit of a moral discussion between Harry and Lupin where he's like, Serious Black deserves it. Because he says, the Ministry of Magic have said, they've announced... Yeah. That the Dementors are allowed to snog Sirius Black yeah, yeah, yeah. and suck his soul off. And he's like, good. He's like, man, yeah, good. He deserves it. So he should. Yeah, I think there's some, it's like, you know, worse than the death penalty really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Or turning someone into a husk of a person. Yeah. And they've got no evidence that Sirius Black has done what they say. So well, how many countless people have had their soul sucked out because the ministry's corrupt? Because on whose word is it? Was there a witness to this murder of 13 people? Where have they come up with that from? Maybe the, um... What do they call it? Maybe the... Just the evidence of... Maybe some humans about or something? Yeah, because I suppose they've got, like, a street full of 13 people dead, plus the finger of Peter Pettigrew. Was he unregistered, Danny Magus? Are they all unregistered? I don't know. Do you have to register, do you? I don't know. I don't know about this registration process. If I was well, to, I, know I not. said that with such confidence, like it's a thing, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I was like, I don't remember this in the Harry Potter lore. I reckon it's a thing. Yeah. Because why would I say it? Well, it's true as well, because if you're going to be roaming round like a giraffe, you need to have a license. Oh, that would be you. a good one, wouldn't it? What would your animagus be? 
Oh. A giraffe, I suppose. Yeah, a giraffe. That'd be nice at the window. I could open the window. We'd do the podcast through the window. Oh, I wouldn't even have to climb the stairs or come in. I could just stand outside, wait for you to open the window. It'd be weird because I'd have the window open and now that you're an animal, I'd have a reason to touch your head, mm. wouldn't I? Mm. I'd be stroking mm. your head mm. and you'd be like, this is weird, my mate's touching my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think after the first couple of minutes, not only would I get used to it, but I would learn to find it pleasurable. I'd slide down your neck and we'd have a nice ride through the streets, wouldn't we? Yeah. You can use my neck to slide. You can put a swing between my legs and swing. Maybe I could animagus myself into an elephant. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could crash into a bank. Hey, yeah. Take all the money. Or set up our own safari. No. Just watch us. We'd be shocked in an instant. If you had the ability, this would be cool. If you had the ability to turn yourself into any animal, right, you could set up your own zoo, right? You'd be there at the <laughs> gates, right? Come in, come in, right? Just wait a couple of minutes. You go into the barn, turn yourself into a hippo, come out. Oh, oh, oh I'm a hippo. Go back in. Now you're a giraffe, just different animals coming out of the barn. Yeah. People would like that, wouldn't they? Excuse me, zookeeper, I'd like to make a complaint. Yeah, what is it? I was uh, visiting one of your enclosures, yeah. specifically the uh, gorilla enclosure. Oh, yeah. And uh, gorilla summoned me towards. Yeah, yeah. Um, only one gorilla in the enclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seemed a bit unusual. Yeah. Summoned towards. He opened up a little door and he pinched me on the arse. Yeah. What do you make of that, zookeeper? Well, we do try to train the gorillas, but we, you know, can't be held responsible for their behaviour if you've opened the door for them. No, it opened the door to me. Well, I don't remember that. And the gorilla was wearing the same name badge you've got on now. Well, it makes it easier. Why? To remember who they are. If they're all called Lucas, <laughs> then I don't have to remember any names, do I? How come your arm is so hairy? Mispronunciation. Didn't quite turn back the whole way. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I turned myself into a little wood louse. And disappear into a shoe. Thanks, mates. Thanks. He bumps into McGonagall, doesn't he, on the way back? Yeah, this is my next bit as well. Definitely both got the same bit. Go on. She goes, do try and win. Oh, I've thought of that, McGonagall. <laughs> and she gives him the broom back and yeah. she goes, do try and win the match. Yeah, oh, yeah. win? Yeah. Oh, I was planning on losing. I was going to try my best to lose. Yeah. But now you've said win. Oh, McGonagall, that's changed my mind. Bloody hell. I promise to win now. I promise. Yeah. You sit in football matches. I used to I used to go with my parents sometimes to a football match. The instructions you'd hear from the stands. Of course. They're, just try, they're trying to do that already. Kick it. Get it in the net. That's football. That's what football is. You get it in. Go round him. You're not going to go through him, are you? Bloody hell. Of course you've got to try and go round him. Pass it. Pass it. Pass. <laughs> You turn into an expert, don't you, on the stands? Mm. Oh, if I was there, I'd have done it. I'd have scored a goal. Gets the broom back. Yeah. Happy as Harry. Oh, hey, I like that. Passing it around the common room. Yeah. Harry says, I need to take this up to bed. Ron says, I'll take it up for you. Yeah. I'll take it up for you. He runs upstairs, takes it, runs down with a bed sheet covered in blood. Yeah. And he's like, what's this? What's this? Yeah. What's this about? What's this? Yeah. Ron... Someone's clearly on their first period. <laughs> Not when he's up in the boys' dormitory. Who's that happening to? <laughs> Bloody hell, literally. <laughs> Who's that happening to? But think I'm not being funny. He's like, oh, there's blood on the bed and there's ginger hair. <laughs> Ron, you're a ginger boy. It's your hair, you bloody-nosed fool. Your blood as well. Yeah. You're bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Who's done this? Holding his nose. <laughs> There's blue blood and ginger hair here. Those are your bed sheets. It's just what they're like. Put them through the wash, dirty boy. <laughs> You've been eating in bed. What also makes me laugh is... Oh, yeah. McGonagall mentions that, like, Snape has been uh, trash-talking her about the Quidditch. She goes, oh, you know, if you lose tomorrow, then uh, we'll be out of the running for the Quidditch Cup for the eighth <coughs> year in a row. As Severus Snape was so kind enough to tell me last night. Mm. I can't imagine 
Snape trash talking. Can you? I can't imagine him turning round and having a bit of banter with McGonagall about I the Quidditch can. Cup. Can you? Yeah, the friends. But trash talking. He trashed. It'd be ribbing, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm imagining him doing like a promo for he'd WWE. Like, he'd be saying, "Oh, McGonagall, looking forward to your eight um, consecutive no, no. year of losing." This Sunday at Madison Square Gardens, I'm going to open a can of whoopers on you. Oh, one nil. <laughs> <laughs> one nil. And then another thing. Oh, yeah. They go, before they go back to the common room, right? What have you, got, what have you got for me, Columbo? And another thing. <laughs> one more. Yeah, my wife loves your wick. Uh Neville is again stuck outside the common room, right? Mm. Cadogan won't let him in. Can this man not remember these children? Mate, it could be someone using Polyjuice Potion. You need to remember the passwords. It could be someone who's overheard the password. Yeah, there's two factors to the security. It's two factors security. Yeah. Face and password. Two-step verification. Yeah, two-step verification. Ah, fair enough. All right, I'll give it to you. How would you feel if you thought that someone had murdered your animal? Oh, I'd be sad. Yeah. Because really, they... if an animal had done it, though, if my 13-year-old rat had been killed by a cat, yeah. I'd say, LOL. <laughs> Serves me right for having a rat. Yeah. Any of our listeners have rats? I don't know. But I think, on the one hand, Crookshank shouldn't be in the boy's bedroom anyway running about if she's been in there that's that's cats that is cats cats are, cats are gonna cat and as well a rat i don't think a rat should be loose i'd be more scared about that bloody spider three years above them in the first oh book. lee jordan's tarantula oh, lee jordan's tarantula imagine that on you in bed yeah bloody hell lee jordan why would you bring that here what's that doing for you lee in the first letter you get it's either a cat a toad or an owl giant spider nope wasn't there a giant spider released in the school 50 years ago? Mm. Yep. I wouldn't, should, we, should we not have a ban on giant spiders? No. No, no, no. But yeah, like, I think Scabbers should definitely be in a cage. No. Have... No? You think he should be let loose to do what he wants? Ca- Scabbers? Yeah. Oh, Scabbers, yeah. The rat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Crookshanks. No, not Crookshanks. No, no, she shouldn't be in a cage. Or he. Yeah. It's a he, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe it's, mm. maybe it's a they. Mm. And we're seeing their friendship reach breaking point, aren't we? It's very extreme, Ron and Hermione. Could this be the end of their friendship? Nah, they get married. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> right. How many bloodstained bedsheets out of five are you giving this chapter? <laughs> I like this chapter. Not one of my favourites, I must be honest. Um, I, I found the bits with Lupin. They were all right, weren't they? Um, learning stuff. It didn't feel like much happened, but we're leading into bigger things. This is kind of the bit before the climax. Mm. Um, I'm going to give this a very, well, not very good, two bloodstained bedsheets out of five, please. You've come to Edinburgh and you've come up cruel. I have, yeah. You're weary. You're tired. Mm. You're being cruel to these chapters. I started reading this chapter and I was like, wow, depth. Yeah. We're really getting an understanding of Harry's character. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The trauma that a little boy is going through and also how he's reacting to it. Yes. He's adapting. He's wanting to overcome these things, but at the same time, he's struggling because he can't stop hearing these moans and groans. And he's going to get through it. The friends have fallen out. It's bad, you know? Ron is being his usual self. He's got a lot of growing to do. But I enjoyed this chapter. And I'm going to give it a very strong five blood... Not five. Four. DL. Four bloodstained bedsheets out of five. Well done. Now, are you ready for the most tantalising segment? Quiz. Quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz-quiz
Odds Bodikins. Correct. Um, what is Hermione's favourite subject? Uh, arithmancy. And what broom would Harry be forced to use again? A clean sweep. No. Shooting stone. Is it? Mm. Oh, sad. Unfortunately, you did not win the quiz. Quiz, 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 We're going to ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 this has been the Pottervision podcast once again. Thank you so, so much for listening. We're going on tour. It's getting closer. Our first one is in Chorley on the 30th of September. And we've now got about 14 dates running through all the way to next year, 2022, mm. all over the UK. Please put your tickets. All of the links and things are on pottervision.com. We're also on Patreon if you want bonus content. It's there, baby. Patreon.com slash Pottervision. It's a way of supporting the show. If you like us and you want the show, I don't know, to grow and get better, check out our Patreon. Have a look on there. Have a look at the tiers. And if you like the boys, maybe support us. Just have a peek anyway. But if not, just carry on listening. We love you. We love you. Love but yeah, you all. all the Patreon stuff goes to like keeping the podcast going, promoting it, all that kind of stuff. So it really is helpful. Also, just give us a message, why don't you? We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search Pottervision. We've got an email, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. And also, if you haven't yet, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It boosts us up the uh, the lists mm. when people type Harry Potter in as a search. Next week, we're on episode 48. And my goodness, if you've not had enough of Quidditch, you're in for a treat. Chapter 13 of book three... Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. You've been Tom Lawrenson. And you have been the second most muscly man in the room, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.